Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Everyone of them brought us up. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello there and welcome to another busy show. We'll be covering Allianz League hurling and football action, the demands on college players and a nasty row in Kerry ladies football. Let's begin with a chat I had with Anthony Daly last night, and there was only one place to start. That was Cusick Park in Ennis, and Clare's superb win over Cork. So I couldn't help thinking back to me, I was up there this morning when I, when I woke up and looked out the window, and uh, one of them days that only West Clare can send four of the Evans. Like, the dog didn't want to go to the kennel this morning, so, but, uh, but uh, I, I, I actually... Tagged Eddie Brennan on Twitter as a great deal for, for a league game, something like that. Like, you know, knowing that he'd absolutely hate us, you know. But I have to say, uh, you know, that when, when we landed in Cusick Park and haven't been there for the uh, no, uh, for the Water Christmas was the game against Cork as well. It was the last time I was there. I was actually on RT for the tip game. But um, the pitch is in superb Nick Crank. They did a great job in it there. Uh, Maybe a year and a half ago, it's, it's just, it's bone dry, like the ball is hopping from puck outs, even in that, you know. So, in that sense, it, it, although the day was a bit miserable and kind of squally out flowers and a bit of wind, it, it was a, it's, 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 it's brilliant for the 18th of February, you know, to go over there. Um, great old crowd, no, great, great atmosphere, and uh, like the care culture just couldn't lapping it up in the first half, like it was. It was actually reminiscent, very much so, I thought, of, of the under-21, three-in-a-row days, you know, of the Kelly and Galvin and these guys buzzing around the place, and David McInerney and Shane Amore, all oh, these guys, and, and like, Cork looked to be just, like, uh, to be honest, like another 16 team against a minor team, you know. But as ha- as what happened last week, like, uh, there's no doubt about it, like, it just took their foot off the gas or psychologically maybe they're not quite um, do you know the way that when, when Kikini you have a team like that in their heyday on, on the rack they'd absolutely make to destroy them you know uh, but look psychologically obviously John Minor had a cut at the car boys 
at half time as well and uh, like they, they kind of took over the second half but you never really felt Cork could win it unless the goal came now you know almost came two or three times with uh, Hockey having a couple of frees at 21 and a and a little one further out that Clare were blessed to say I think one would hit uh, Patrick O'Connor in the kneecap and he didn't know where it was and, you know but it's over the at any stage or all day um, this bit like last night's game for Westford near the end uh, and he could have happened but uh, look, Clare were, were full value for the win and uh, they'd be delighted tonight like you know I mean for Clare at any stage to have beat Cork, Kenny and Tip, you know, the first three rounds now of Division 1 of the league like, uh, are good days and, you know, yes, people were coming away saying there was a few issues with Shane now in the second half, which is always lovely for management and I'd be hopeful now that experiment a bit, but still try and keep the intensity in it because if you throw in five or six lads next week, and there's kind of no great intensity and Wexford are up for it because they need one more win. It's been very hard for the ones last year press, but if you look at today, Mikey O'Malley got his chance with David Fitzgerald carrying a bit of a knock, and he came in and was man the match. So that's a that's a brilliant position for young lads to be coming in because they were really up for it. You know, so yeah, like from a clear point of view, good like a, a clean sheet again. Donald Tooley excellent the goal, full back line. You know, same three guys again, solid, and those are the sort of things. So. I'd still be critical of a couple of teams giving away too many frees. Um, you know, and, and maybe just to fade out again and, and what's up there, you know, and maybe not, not score goals as well. So, yeah, look, there's, there's work on it, and that's great. You know, that's very important. I think we we always have to be able to say afterwards that you can't be one way of saying, look, mighty stuff, lads, you're flying. You know, you have to say, yeah. well done, but. This is what we need to look at. You, you, you mentioned there, Anthony, the fact that Clare's record in the league is so impressive with Kilkenny, Tipperary, now Cork. But is there still, from just what you're saying, is there still a bit of inferiority amongst Clare hurling folk about playing those big name teams? Yeah, I like, suppose well, just, it's just traditional
Jerry Kelly at the time, better Jerry Diamond, we affectionately know him, said fair play, what a day, like, you know. And, uh, you know, certainly the board was up there behind the goal and in full flow with his colours on and the, the sombrero. So, yeah, look, sure. Uh, I mean, Cork, Cork brought a good old crew as well up and uh, I think they, they enjoyed the trip to as well. So, no, there is that, you know, look at them. They're the traditional power, so look, teams love, care teams love to be beaten and we don't have that many times. So, any day you beat them is kind of a good day from a clear point of view. I don't know which is the bigger shock for me, the fact that this is Clare's first league victory over Cork and Cusick Park in 13 years, or the fact that there isn't a designated parking spot for Anthony Daly outside of Cusick Park. Yes, no, no, that wasn't just 27 quid to get in and the daughter with a student card. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say your, your student days are well, well, well behind you. Where? Yeah, 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 well, the Lord had a student card now, but... Uh, Change times. It sets it's it sets up a, a very interesting game next week, Dalo, between Cork and Waterford for for reasons that we thought would be very different at the start of the league. Absolutely not good enough, and, and 
offer that can lead to now. And then on the other hand, then you could say Cork, all going beautiful after the first night in the park, you know, beat the Kenny. Uh, everyone was leaving, I was walking out in the darkness that night saying uh, everyone is happy kind of here, but now two defeats in and two kind of abysmal halves, if you like, the, albeit the first half today and maybe the second half of Westford. So I like questions for John and that, you know, um, and he, he alluded to it, like he, I, saw, I heard his interview and he said he'd be very happy with maybe 50, 55 minutes of it, but you know, you can't fade out against the top teams for 15 minutes like that, and, and uh, you'll lose, and that is exactly what happened, and that's what happened last week as well. In Wexford, it's just a, a fade out, and you'll be punished. So, needs to win the next day, really, like that. Everyone would expect them to win at home to Watford, who seem to have a kind of a disinterest in the league. So, it'd be fascinating to see he's sort of kicking Watford next week. Okay, finally, you were on duty for Air Sport in uh, Thurles on Saturday night, uh, Tipperary defeating Wexford there. Do you see a, a different Tipperary approach from this time last year, one that was, I suppose, criticised subsequently? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, I think they've been very kind of delicate in their interviews anyway, Michael, and, uh, you know, brought the base. I, I said it a couple of times because he has used it a couple of times and um, looking for lads and not a to experiment and yet at the same time the demeanour on the sideline just watching him like from the press box you know when, when Bonner nails go and at the end like after the Darren Mooney making the brilliant save for Conor McDonald's he was two foot off the ground like you know and punching here so yeah, they wanted to win it as well like you know and, and uh, oh, but in fairness to them they delivered a huge score but why weren't they winning the match really causally now the scoreline will Maybe belie that, but like, there's no doubt in my mind that the Conor McDonald two years ago would have buried that ball under this, and the puck out would have been coming down the field with injury time looming and a point in the game. <laughs> you nearly a fancy Westford to definitely get a point out of it, but fairness to Hooney, still up well to it. Conor McDonald maybe not just quite hurled up with that confidence that we associated with him, but he's only 21 days. So, yeah, like, in fairness to Tip. The one thing you say about them over the last couple of years is they've started to dismantle uh, Wexford's sweeper system by the way they've played the ball down the channels. And Sean Murphy was very ineffective last night by, by the standard he set two weeks ago against Cork when he was everywhere, you know. I mean, he, I think he had five plays in the first half, which for a sweeper, back in nobody is, is, is very, I think, you know, when he made the mistake, like the, the ball, like Jason Ford, like, you know, two finishes that were absolutely sublime and, you know, they have huge options. That's the one thing you would say with the likes of Cannon and Bubbles to come back. There, there is big options and there's a few lads like Bonner was back again last night. Noah McGrath not quite as good, but then Potty Matter, like the second half, jeez, he was chased a couple of the catches there were just unreal. Like, and if you're playing a sweeper and you're poking it down on Potty Matter, it's hard to get a result. But look, there was an awful lot to like for Wexford as well now. And, and the one thing you will say that Davey has instilled, and, and I leave it this, is that, like, you know, you always hear Davey saying, never give up. And by God, last night, there was two or three times said, that's it now. Tommy Watson was there looking at each other in the commentary box said, ah, that's it now, it's over now. So, but I just, they never just straight away, our tip got the second goal, straight up the field, and Lee Chin, I have to say, I have to single him out because 
like he missed about four frees that you might expect him to get three of the four and definitely two of the four but like talk about keeping the battle and the fight going and grabbing the ball and going at tip defenders and that's why they come back into the game so often and I mean they really are a fair force now and you'd probably expect them to pick up the win next week and be safely into the quarterfinals so they'll be, they'll be still happy enough if they got more last night Out of the championship. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media, every one of them wrote us off. There was a statement in the Cock Examiner last Saturday or last Friday that there are four men on the Limerick team that would be afraid to go into a dark room. There's the answer today to those, those four men gave and, and you're that hurt by those remarks? Said, and certainly I'm hurt. And the players were more hurt. And they're the ones who, who were insulted this week. And they proved it today that they have this. Uh, thanks to Anthony Daly for that. We're turning our attention to football and we're heading up north. We're heading up to uh, Enniskeen, the refixed Allianz Division 1 game between Monaghan and Kerry. John Fogarty was there for us. John, from reading your match report, all seems to have hinged on a very harsh penalty call. It was, Colm. In real time, it, it looked very harsh. And there was certainly the amusement and then celebration among the, the Monaghan supporters in the stand, um, there was a few, I'd say there was a couple of fucking Kerry supporters there too, and they were just furious, and it was just, it was shocking, and certainly among the press box, you know, we usually, we look at these things, and we have the benefit of a replay or whatever we did, we saw it in real time, and to a man, everyone was shocked, and um, certainly, um, speaking to somebody who was talking to Paul McCarty afterwards, Again, reading your match report didn't help their cause and Shane Murphy, the goalkeeper in question, as well, possibly at fault with his kick-out strategy? Possibly. I wonder just how, how much he was directed on that column because we all know that Shane Murphy, certainly with Cook, has been an exceptional um, kicker of the ball, particularly uh, at length. And indeed, there was one situation in the, the first half where I thought he was going to come up to take a free, but no, there wasn't the there wasn't a sign of it. Um, you know, he's known as this guy who can put a ball on a sixpence. It's one of the reasons why Fitzmaurice is looking at him this year, and you would have thought he might have looked at him last year as well. But anyway, um, I just think he wasn't playing to his strengths. He's obviously kicking off one of the kicking tees, which is difficult enough um, when you're trying to kick short, obviously, because you know, you're on a bit of an elevation as it is anyway. Um, and I don't think he 
he was playing to his strengths and I think it caused a lot of difficulty there like Gabe Fitzmaurice was keen to compromise him on him in that regard in terms of how they attack um, put pressure on the, the Kerry defence but I just don't think it was uh, something that Murphy suited to uh, now obviously he's going to have to do it because he has to you know vary uh, the kick out from, from short to medium to long obviously and often he's uh, according to what he sees out there but it seems as if it was all a short kick as now okay they were missing their uh, original midfield pairing the UCD guys who are busy celebrating and deservedly so their sickest and cup success in Dublin as, as the game was going on but then you know, he would have had a, a couple of outlets there in the middle of the field and he barely went to them and uh, it, I, I just think it, it hurt Kerry in that situation in that game there was only it didn't happen as much in the second half because Kerry really seemed to get their act together in that, in that way but um, it did cost them in the first half and Okay, now one of the big talking points over the last couple of days, John, has been the demands on third level players between the Sigerson Club Championship and the National League. What was the uh, status for the uh, the UCD players from the Monaghan and Kerry camps uh, at, at the game? Is, 
is there a, is there an appetite in Crow Park to tackle this? I think so. I, I think it's been, it, it, um, uh, as much as I did say it was, uh, there was a lack of joint up thinking. Uh, the, 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 the CCCC have put the, the, the William New Centre Competitions Control Committee coming in next week after John Howard comes in as president. But the, 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 I do think there's an appetite for it. I think they're holding their hand up this year. They did say, you know, that there will be a few teething problems because obviously they're tightening the, the schedule and they're trying to make more time for the clubs, which is make more time for the clubs in April when, um, you know, county players are still going to be training away and playing challenge matches, uh, regardless of what some people might think. Um, they, they, you know, they, they, that has to be questioned why, why they do that with April. But in terms of, um, in, in terms of trying to facilitate players, I think they are they're trying to do their best, but this was this was one um, this was one anomaly that they didn't they, they, they didn't seem to address and you know if there's gonna be there's already a lot written about it I would imagine over the next couple of days there's gonna be more because it was just unfortunate that two guys should lose out on a once in a lifetime opportunity, you would imagine, you know, it's like you know, these guys will probably be out of uh, college in the next couple of years and with a health area the the winners of the six and cup are don't know if they're going to be back there or not in the six cup final again. So it's like under 21, uh, the under 20 football championship this year. Like David Clifford obviously has a big uh, decision to make over the next one. And you would imagine they said how impressive he was in the second half from, uh, in, in, in this game yesterday that Eamon Fitzmaurice won't be and won't want to let go of him. But then Jack O'Connor obviously will want him for, uh, for the under 20s and to make a real stab at that. But that's the conundrum that players are facing at the moment. And um, it, it's a real difficulty. It's just unfortunate that so many of us now on playing, which is the whole priority of the VARBC, supposedly. Now, after the match, John spoke with Kerry manager Eamon Fitzmaurice. Malachy, Malachy felt that chain um, and made a genuine attempt uh, to win the ball. What was your sight of For it? the penalty, is this? Well, look, we were a good bit, I was a good bit away from it, Chan, but it did. It looked to me like Shane got a flick in the ball. I look, I'll be interested to see it in the TV afterwards, but certainly looked to me like he got a flick in the ball and uh, it looked like a good tackle, but, you know, like I said, when the call is made, the call is made and you just have to move on. To be seven points down like you were, were you, were you fearing a drubbing at that stage? Um, I wasn't because I felt that we, you know, we could rectify a lot of the things, you know, a lot of the mistakes we were making. Um, you know, like I said, I think you have to credit Man, and they really punished us early in the game. We were sloppy in possession. We got turned over a couple of times just through individual errors rather than man in pressure but when they got the ball they really converted and they put us under pressure on the scoreboard so I felt that if we could tidy that up if we could tidy up our own game that we could certainly chip away and we could improve and uh, we definitely did that in the second half so I think the lads deserve a lot of credit for that but um, you know like I said it's disappointing to come up two weekends and to, and to leave empty handed Relying on youth uh, so much in the early part of the league if you were given four points uh, from three games 
Um, I think any time you get points, you take them because it's so competitive. The league is so competitive. But uh, I think it's great for the lads to be getting exposed to these games. You know, we've had two tough away games against uh, Mayo and, and coming up here to Monaghan and a tough home game against Donegal, who've been going very well as well. So, uh, you know, get, getting the lads uh, game time in those kind of situations is, is, is a good thing going forward. I think they learn about the pace and they learn about the physicality of the of Division One and what the top playing against the top teams are like, and I think they learn. But it's you know if you make mistakes that you're going to get punished. Um, so you know I think they just uh, that's from one side, and I also think then that they learn it's not that much of a big deal that they can survive at this level and they're well able for it as well. So I think that's part of it as well. What now we're going to turn our attention to ladies' football and uh, specifically Kerry Minor ladies' football. Massive controversy in the kingdom last week in a, a row between minor manager Jonathan Griffin and members of the executive board. For the latest on the story, we're joined on the line by Stephen Barry, who was uh, down in Kerry on Sunday for the Munster Championship meeting of Kerry and Tipperary. And uh, some breaking news from you, Stephen. Indeed, Governor. It turns out that today on the day of the match between the Kerry Miners and Tipperary, that the chairperson and secretary of the Kerry Ladies Football on the Executive Board have both resigned. Um, they were involved in the meeting after where the decision was taken to uh, terminate the contract of a minor manager, Jonathan Griffin. So it's a big development there that I suppose it leaves the appeal up in the air, leaves the state of the Kerry Board up in the air too. There's going to be, I suppose, a series of so just to give us the background of what exactly happened, a, a new Kerry chairman and Kerry secretary came in at the start of the year, and then in the last week or so, they informed the Kerry minor manager that his services were no longer required. Jonathan's demeanour. You spoke to him after the match, a, a, a match which was moved at very late notice as well. Indeed, there was a, there was a bit of a, I suppose, a few of the kind of upheaval in the board that um, the match was moved at very late notice. Um, Pitch and Brosna had a match there at 12 o'clock and they weren't able to accommodate this match at 2 o'clock. So 
squad itself what sort of squad numbers obviously he still has the support of a lot of the players and what sort of an attendance was there uh, from a Kerry perspective Stephen, or does anyone really know? You have a situation where an appeal has gone in, but the chairman and the secretary of the board have both resigned. So, not not alone have you the appeal up in the air, but you actually have the existence of the board executive up in the air. I mean, you wonder as well the Kerry senior 
senior manager, Graham Shine, he was um, announced by the board, some of which has now resigned, but he was going to be taking charge of the minor footballers. Was he, I suppose, in the know on that scenario? Was he oblivious to what was going on behind the scenes? So there are questions to be answered there. I suppose that's for Jonathan Griffin. I asked him if he was uh, full steam ahead for the next training session, which I think is scheduled for Friday. He said, yeah, quite percent that's his plan and the appeal, what come of it and when that will come about, I don't know. And that's it from this week's show. Our thanks as always to Anthony Daly, to John Fogarty, to Stephen Barry and also to Larry Ryan who puts the programme together. Don't forget you can check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes and irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk and we're back again same time next Monday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.